I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. So Formula One may not have muscle cars, but they have muscle men. Yeah, I mean Hulkenberg, is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just just shift focus between Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Hugh Jackman. Hmm. So oh. the f- in the first race they had Arnold, in the last race they had Hugh Jackman. Ah, uh, well, who was Arnold in this case? Uh, Arnold in this case was actually the man who went on the podium in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> which Kunal has completely forgotten. Oh my, yeah, man, actually. <laughs> God damn it. And Jackman was a man who was, well, jacked, literally, <laughs> yesterday during the pit stops and, and flew out of the Lotus, <laughs> well, uh, corner and, and landed somewhere else with a, with a broken <laughs> intestine, I believe. See, now you know why you're so crucially important to the Inside Line F1 podcast, Rishi. Yes, it's right. good to have you back. It's good woo, to be back. Woo, woo, woo. It's so, good to be back. Firstly, apologies. For the two-week miss that we have. You fell sick. How can you fall sick in a 20-race or a 19-race calendar, Rishi? I'm so sorry. There was off-season. Like, there was three weeks. I was testing on my (laughs) simulator. You know how it is. You know, can you imagine if you were signed up with FOM? Yes. You cannot fall sick. You better land up. Otherwise, you have a financial penalty. I so hope Bernie does that to us. Yeah, I know. God, first give us the money, then take some back. That's all right. All right, 2015 Spanish Grand Prix. This race that happened yesterday... Congratulations, Nico Rosberg. Finally, Woo-hoo! you opened the account. Very Thank happy. You. Very happy. Very happy. Thank you. Because if you hadn't, then this this whole Lewis Hamilton walkover, which is obviously liked by a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um, would have been a little bland. Yeah. And, you know, in a way, it's good. It spiced up the season, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, I we, like we said last time, Bernie Eccleston called Mercedes and asked him to slow down. We don't know if this time he called Lewis Hamilton and said, Hey, bro, slow down a little. You're man. <laughs> I don't know if Mercedes was actually slowing down yesterday because, well, they were fast and how and Ferrari with 16, 17 new upgrades, at least on one of the cars, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't just see a glimpse. Yeah. So, did you enjoy the race, Rishi? I am not going to turn around and say, Oh, it was really good or it was Bahrain good or not Bahrain good or, you know, I'm just not so not a big fan of the circuit in terms of racing racing but I still it was still was a good race I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again yeah I mean you know I won't call it thrilling but it was very interesting a race mm-hmm. and you know my mind goes straight to Lewis Hamilton versus Sebastian Vettel that was brilliant yeah it was super stuff mm-hmm. uh, it was stuff that the sport needs mm-hmm. in its own patches you mm-hmm. know overdose of that won't really be great fun and I loved the way Vettel was defending, Hamilton was attacking, no bothering about tyres and, you know, dirty air, etc. And even though Hamilton didn't overtake him on track, finally, mm-hmm. it was some very good display of driving. That was very good, very well called out by Mercedes also. A lot of people are saying, well, Ferrari should have tried to undercut them, etc, etc. I believe it. so. Yeah, you also believe so, but I don't, I don't think on track they could have actually fended off Lewis so much because they were super quick. 
I absolutely agree they were super quick. But you know, if I was on the pit wall of the Ferrari and though Vettel says that Hamilton's strategy is not mine to copy or whatever, the only way Ferrari could have kept Hamilton behind in a circuit like Catalonia is actually mirroring his race strategy because we all knew that in open air Lewis Hamilton was quick and it's difficult to overtake in Catalonia. Mm -hmm. I just wish that Ferrari was probably more reactive mm. and proactive and they would have just pitted Vettel at the same time. Well, I think they were just trying to seal the podium position. Some people say Vettel's strategy was compromised, etc. etc. I believe they actually compromised uh, uh, Raikkonen's strategy because that last stint on that very, very, very last long stint on, on the medium tyre was just dismal. I, I don't know how they expected him to take care of the tyre so long. <laughs> Maybe that's because, that's because he's Kimi Raikkonen and he's done it so often. They yes. said, hey, do it once again for us. <laughs> but you know, Rishi, do you think that Lewis and Nico could have had a fair chance to fight for the win had Mercedes allowed them? And if Lewis had had a clean start? You never know because you know with Lewis... He always knows how to master one of the two compounds at every given race yeah. better than Nico. So it would have been close for sure, but Nico was in his, you know, in his own league yesterday. That oh, yeah. was also yeah. also correct. So there's only one way one could have found out is by actually having both of them together. Mercedes clearly went out and said, "Well, we asked. Well, we kept Nico out too long on the second tire. Yeah, yeah. And we compromised a bit, but we knew he was going to win easy. Yeah, but you know, Mercedes is also getting shrewder in handling these two drivers. They were very clear and they said, listen, mm -hmm. we admit that we kept both drivers clear of each other on track. So mm -hmm. even they didn't want any troubles. But hats off, brilliant race to everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hats off to Botas. I mean, Every race, he's keeping a Ferrari away and well, he's, he knows how to place that Williams and make it look wider than it actually is. And, yeah. and, and he's doing a great job. Who knows the rumours of, of him going to Ferrari could might just be true. Yeah, it could well be true. You know, I mean, Raikkonen's doing a decent job, but he's still 5-0 on battle, <laughs> on qualifying. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, when a driver like Botas comes your way, who's been so consistent and mm -hmm. cool and mm -hmm. calm and mature... Mm -hmm. Uh, you might well just say goodbye to Kimi Raikkonen. And guess what? The senior most Finn in this, Mika Hakkinen, mm -hmm. somewhere believes that Raikkonen needs to prove himself more to be eligible for a Ferrari contract. Now, this is this is a man who's outrightly quick and known to be fast and aggressive. And, and those errors in qualifying mostly are, are you know, really costing him. And he's yeah. up against another driver who's super quick in qualifying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, but, but, you know, all of this again takes me back to... Luca Montezzi Mello's comment, he said that Ferrari have been lucky in 2015. Do you agree with that? I would uh, turn around and say Alonso has been a bit unlucky this year. <laughs> More than Ferrari being lucky. But as they've pumped in money, they've got the drivers. Uh, well, uh, the, the engineers are doing a great job. I think the whole revamp, I think uh, arriva Bene's arrival is, is a bit lucky for them. But you know, I'll, I'll take that with a bit of a pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at Red Bull and Renault, they've actually had far more troubles this year than maybe last year. Which is surprising. Okay. Which is surprising, you know. If you look at Williams, they look like they are the slower Mercedes engine. Mm. Okay, if you look at McLaren, I can't see them. I mean, you can't look at them. You know, they're, <laughs> they're really down the grid. So, maybe in all of this, mm. Ferrari possibly has gotten luckier because they, they have kept at par or maybe gone a little faster than last year. Mm. But the other challenges have maybe fallen back. Maybe some food for thought. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. And if I am the Red Bull racing car driver, I'm going to see Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen ahead of me. On, on the grid and say, why do I have a junior team if they're beating me? <laughs> I mean, why? Just give our team that money and let's just Yeah, or maybe they just should just swap cars. No? <laughs> I'd love to see Carlos Sainz 
in a really quick car. He's, you know, he's not had all the hype that Max Verstappen has had. But he's damn good. He's damn freaking good. I mean, look at the jeans he drives with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, it is. Um, Red Bull now now turning a bit desperate, I believe, because well, now onwards, there's only damage limitation. They're on their fifth engines, I believe. Yeah. And that also is not going to last the whole of Monaco. I, I doubt. <laughs> I have my doubts. But what I'm trying to say is when, when, when Christian Horner turns around and says... I don't care if we have to use 20 engines, but I need the performance. I mean, look look at it this way. He doesn't have the reliability. He doesn't have the speed. What does he have? I mean, is, is that a barbecue or an engine? <laughs> but I like the way you put it, you know. And I, I mean, when Christian Horner said, mm-hmm. I don't mind using 20 engines, but let's get the performance there. Maybe makes sense, you know. I mean, given the existing engine, mm-hmm. they're anyways performing, ju- you know, just about outside the top 10 or there you know Mm -hmm. imagine they get a quicker engine and it's say the seventh engine Mm -hmm. okay and they because of power are able to you know start up much higher Mm -hmm. and then take a grid penalty so you know net net you have the same starting place it's just that you will have a better engine during the race because you don't have to worry about reliability and trying to cool it down and smaller ducts yeah i mean you know you you don't like a bull when it's not quick you like the wild bull renault needs to make sure that that red bull is really wild well, if Renault won't, then Audi will. That's what Red Bull has said. And uh, they've said, well, if we want to survive F1, if we want to succeed, if we want to be Red Bull, the winners again, we need Audi. So get Audi. Yes, and we should formally, before anyone else does, welcome Audi. Yes, yes. Welcome on board. Preempting uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you need to hire somebody for an F1 job. We're the people. Become cheap. <laughs> All right. I mean, free? <laughs> A bag of Nutella or something. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's the deal. Uh, Red Bull says that the, the, the new nose on the RB11 is a masterpiece. Now, I've seen it's got shorter and stuff for the people who technically sound a formula. I have no one. idea. I just know they've got a new nose. <laughs> I know, I know. But what about the rest of the car? Yeah, why do they lose focus? I mean, why just the nose? Why can't the entire car be an engineering masterpiece? It's exactly my point. You know, it's, it's like a model turning around and say, oh, I've got a great nose and my eyes are bad. My face is otherwise dismal. And we did the whole package. Yes, absolutely. You, the rest of you can't look like a sexy Shakira nose and Dumbledore's body. You know? You've got to be a little better. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you need Dumbledore's magic. You need the magic wand. You need to do something about that car. That is a Red Bull. I don't like to see lose because then they bring a lot of color to the grid. What do you think about Spanish Grand Prix getting an extension? I mean, you know, a lot of people say it's great for testing. You know, it's a good good circuit, probably not for racing. Yes, the third sector does make stuff interesting, but... Yeah, I mean, even the first sector is brilliant. It's fast-flowing and keeps going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great circuit, historical. Let's not lose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't offer the best of races, mm-hmm. but they're interesting races. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pastor Maldonado is one there. Let's remember <laughs> that. And, uh, you know, it doesn't offer an overtaking. But like <laughs> I said, you know, Formula 1 is not just about overtaking. It's also about the attempt to overtake. Ah, Pastor gets me to the topic of Mad Max movie promotions. They've done it in the past as well. And Red Bull has also done some movie promotion. But do you think they, they, they got the wrong car? Because Mad Max, I, they could have gone for Max Verstappen. He's a Mad Max. <laughs> No, the the minute you hear the word mad in Formula 1, I guess Maldonado is a higher brand recall and a reconnect. <laughs> but you poor, know? poor Maldonado, I'm feeling bad for him. Now, this year, he's actually not at fault. And look at that, that new rear wing that looked like <laughs> seven. I mean, that was... There was an asymmetrical design, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know of girls' accessories that look like But that. can you imagine... <laughs> can you imagine... Maldonado would be like, oh my god, that was a really mellow DNF I had. You know, I'd rather have spectacular uh-huh. exits from my races. Ajah. 
unceremonious exit i tell you for mclaren i mean coming to the race they're like oh we're going to find so much performance and we're going to look for the midfield etc etc and now uh, driver saying oh it was so scary <laughs> whenever i came <laughs> on the power i was scared we'll never score again in this season i mean yeah and alonso's home race yeah okay at a circuit when or at a race when the car he drove last year got onto the podium mm-hmm. scary times now what do you think it's scary scary for the for the jackman again and and imagine <laughs> <laughs> the jackman is back and but imagine you know when jensen button comes out and says that he may not score at all this year and that's scarier okay it's really bad you know i'm i'm and other people have gone and said that alonso has made the stupidest move and he may not win it can be really demotivating if nothing else i mean yeah, okay there's yeah. lots of money because they don't get the points yeah. they keep uh, spending resources and don't get results but this is going to hurt yeah and you know like jacks will now said that Alonso might never win again and that is actually very tragic. <laughs> But you know what I keep faith and I keep heart in the fact that Fernando Alonso is getting paid to drive 66 laps but he retires after the 30th. So he's still I mean I'd love a job like that. Gets to go you? home early, chills, <laughs> grows a beard. Wow, lovely Sunday. Ah, driver of the day, come on quick question. Ah, I would say Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, everybody's going to say that. Really? I, I thought people would say Nico Rosberg. A lot of people would say Bottas because he fended off another Ferrari in another race. But I believe Lewis his aggressive strategy, his uh, his go-getter attitude, yeah. the fact that he was really really angry when he was asked to hold position yeah. for Nico, uh, I mean But I'm, I'm I'm sure you are surprised that I like Lewis, much like I'm surprised that you were saying Lewis. But he was good. Yeah, and much like our readers are surprise that we are seeing Lewis Hamilton but you know what i i loved the fact that he was really charging mm-hmm. i think the one big difference that i find between lewis and nico is that lewis will charge he would have been like you know what i'm going to go for it even if my tires go off the cliff i have a 20 second 27 points Point advantage lead. in the championship mm-hmm. and if it falls off the cliff i'll manage the situation but hey for now i'm going to charge i'm going to charge sebastian vettel after he got ahead of vettel he charged for nico rosberg as well mm-hmm. and i love that hey i'm going to charge come what may i don't give a damn about the tires you know otherwise everyone loves to cry about the tires ah charge kunal charge reminds me oh we God. need to charge engines but we may not need to charge engines we may need to only charge one battery because there's this great suggestion that is coming and coming from bernie the man my man himself so what he says is why don't we get the aspirated v8s back along with the curs whatever you called it correct and then we'll give it to the teams who can't afford the the expensive v6 turbos with 87000 components in it <laughs> uh, and and still have a race we'll just have to match the output of both the engines i mean that makes sense eh? it's quite a lot see it, it makes sense on paper mm-hmm. okay firstly fi has to police it absolutely well mm-hmm. okay to make sure that both the different formula of engine deliver the right kind of mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. but that's not the point the point is you're still adding one more layer of confusion correct you know uh, uh, suddenly you'll see you'll hear one of the commentators say on uh, the commentary that hey this guy actually went ahead because he's a v at kickers powering him and that has 5000 rpm more <laughs> and thank you the fan who's just about tuned in hoping for a battle just gets more confused so that's my view i think we should move towards standardizing the formula as much as we can mm-hmm. and not split it although a lot of people would agree that anyways the cars right now are not are not equal there's so much of a variation but hey guess what i don't want to add one more variation there yes we I don't would rather sorry i i would rather give everyone the mercedes engines 
Ah, nice point. Yes. Yes, even Ferrari for that matter. But everybody that has one uniform thing right now is the tyres. Yeah. The Pirelli tyres. Yes. And now there's been another discussion where uh, there could be a... They've thought about it and they've completely... You know, it's just rumour that the teams might just be allowed to choose out of whatever four compounds are available through the year. So if Ferrari tomorrow turns around and says, well, I'm great with the soft tyre and I can hold it in, in Spain, Catalonia. I don't want to get the medium and the hard. I want to get the soft and the medium and go faster, maybe do an extra stop. Yeah, I, I think I think hats off to people trying to think how to spice up the sport. Like, we've not heard that since quite a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But to me, again, they're looking down a very technical route. Yes. I think it's good to spice up the tires, etc. Yes. But, you know, Pirelli is, isn't dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay. They know from a safety point of view which tire is needed and which is not. Correct. Okay. And very crucially, the cost will be humongous. Imagine all the, you know, compounds have to be taken to almost every possible race because you know never know which team wants what or you know i mean logistically it's a big nightmare in my view yes yes shipping all that fleet is already quite difficult and races are so close by and uh, <coughs> sorry that's why we lost the last two podcasts <laughs> <laughs> now you know now you heard it from the horse's mouth <laughs> but uh, uh, before we sign off, before we sign off i must remind you that the monaco grand prix is around the corner and well, it's it's really, really nice. And if any of you think that we should be there, you should just fly us down there. And <laughs> we'd be happy to cover for you in as many words as we can. Uh, do not forget, uh, we're available everywhere. Thanks to Kunal Shah, who takes a good four, four and a half hours to <laughs> actually edit and upload this. I, I must give him all the credit of putting us on software that I've never heard of. Spreakers of the worlds and, yes. and my tunes and iTunes and... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, we are by the way on Groove Shark as well now. So if you're on Groove Shark, get us. Groove there. Shark it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the 12 year olds that like Groove Shark, go for it, gang up, and listen to us as many times as you can. And we'd keep bringing you Formula One uninterrupted every week, almost. Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.